you can never celebrate and honor women enough. These everyday heroes do what it takes to keep the family, community, and culture strong. The fourth annual Heroin Legacy Honors Brunch and Magazine Reveal Events will tell their stories of perseverance, love, loss, and wisdom. The event will be held Saturday, March 9th, 2019 at 10 a.m. at the Family Banquet Hall in Whitehaven. The creator of this event, T.J. Jefferson, was interviewed on Verbally Effective back in March discussing the brunch and sold out. You will leave feeling encouraged and inspired. listening to Chef Reagan, author of The Single Girl's Guide to Great Cooking, also known as The Cosmopolitan Cook, and you are listening to Verbally Effective with Ina Esco. Verbally Effective Podcast for Double E, Ina Esco. How's everybody doing out there? Thank you guys so much for joining me this episode. I have two beautiful young ladies here with me today that are female entrepreneurs in their own right. And they are honorees for the Heroin Legacy Brunch brought to you by Tell Publishing Magazine. And the event is next Saturday at the uh, Family Banquet Hall. That's 895 East Brooks Road, Suite 1. Myself, I was an honoree a couple of years ago. This is an event to bring ladies together to tell their stories and talk about, you know, how they came to be where they are today in their business and their family and their life. And I have two of the honorees with me today. My first guest is Christina McCarter with the City Tasting Tours. How are you, Christina? I'm great. How are you? I am wonderful. So glad that you made it today. I also have Quavisa Henderson with Electrolife Juice Bar, Inc. Hey, lady. Hey. Thank you you for having me. You're welcome. I'm so glad you ladies are here today because both of you have, to me, very unique, distinctive businesses. So we're kind of going to get into some of the ins and outs of why you all decided to do these particular businesses. Um, But let's start with the beginning. Uh, Christina, let's start with you. Where are you originally from? I'm from Memphis. What part of Memphis? North Memphis. North Memphis. So where did you go to school? (laughs) Yeah. North North? Uh, Yeah, but I didn't go to school in North Memphis. I went to country in Bolton. Really? They sent us all the way out there. We used to, I I went to uh, I was in Raleigh. Okay. So Raleigh, Raleigh. Millington, they were like yeah. sending us, you know, to Bolton. And then everybody else had to go to Craigmont or Raleigh, Egypt. Okay. Yep. Look, I remember Bolton because <laughs> we used to whip them in uh, everybody sports. Did. Everybody did. We don't wait to play Bolton. <laughs> we were terrible. <laughs> what kind of activities were you involved in Bolton? Anything that, you know, it, swim. Um, oh, they had swimming in Bolton? Swim wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> we had a swim club. That didn't okay. last long. The longest thing I did was volleyball. I played volleyball. Yeah, that was that was I fun, but we lost to everybody. So. I remember. <laughs> I remember. But did you like going to Bolton? Mm-mm. No? No. No, because you were kind of like a minority at Bolton, yeah. right? Yeah. It was rough. <laughs> it was really? rough. Really? Did you have any, like, experiences? Yeah, it was a... I mean, to say the least, it was, I, I don't even know the right words to say other than just racist. Mm-hmm. Was, yeah. Yeah. Because we were like the first people to go out there that, that wow. weren't from Arlington because it was the new annexation. Mm-hmm. So they weren't used to seeing us out there. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. What yeah. about the administration there? How were they? Were they mm-hmm. welcoming? Some of no. them. Some yeah. of them weren't. So yeah, it was a lot of adapting. And it was an overcrowded school, too, so 
-hmm. It was a lot going on. We had like 600 people graduate in our class. Mm -hmm. Way too many people. Wow. Yeah. Juicy. But, yeah, a lot, and a lot of people didn't know that until it started getting in the news a lot more. Mm -hmm. But it's better now, I've heard. So, mm -hmm. Have you been back? No. No, <laughs> no, I didn't go to any class reunion. Look, do a do mm -mm. a city Tyson tour with the with the senior class. Uh, <laughs> she ain't giving back this Black History uh, Month. No, no, not with them. <laughs> I mean, we did we did a little of our own. It mm -hmm. was a lot of us creating our own stuff to do because right. we didn't have any of it. So, wow. you know, if it was superlatives like best smile and all that stuff, mm -hmm. of course it went to them. So we mm -hmm. just made our own yearbook instead, or we, wow. you know. We made our own dance teams and all That's that kind of you, stuff. That's how you what you're yeah. supposed to do. Though. Yeah, they don't have it for you. You make it yourself. So. Yes, yes. <laughs> wow, interesting. Quavisa. Now, where where are you from in Memphis? Are you from Memphis? Yes, ma'am. Born and raised. South <laughs> Memphis, to be exact. South <laughs> Memphis. What area of South Memphis? Um, Parkway and Lauderdale. Parkway and Lauderdale. Okay. S-O-U-T-H-E-S. Parkway. What you know about that? But you know I'm all South Memphis. I think I'm from South Memphis because I went to Lamont on college and stayed on campus for four years. So, you know, I'm all S-O-U-T-A South Parkway. Exactly. All right. <laughs> so what high school did you go to? I went to Southside High School. How was Home Southside? of the Mighty Scrappers. The Mighty Scrappers. Scrappers. Mm -hmm. So what, what kind of activities were you um, entertaining? We had an old teacher that told me every time the doors was open, he saw me. So I was involved in everything. Um, I played basketball. I was a major red. I was a cheerleader. I took the stats for the football team. You was Anything. busy. <laughs> Very active. Wow. So you Very had a good active. experience. I had a great experience. A great experience. Yes, ma'am. Wow. All honors classes. Graduated with honors. Mm -hmm. Top 10% of my class. Okay. Great experience. Okay, and so after you graduated, where what you was like? I'm fit to go to college. I went I'm going to, to the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. Okay, go mock. How was you teach at? Um, it was great, but I ended up getting pregnant my freshman year. Mm -hmm. I came home, had my son, then I took him back with me. Mm -hmm. But then we only stayed like a year and a half after that, and then I transferred home to Baptist College of Health Sciences. Okay, failed out of there. <laughs> yes, the semester before I graduated. My How you do that, Quavisa? Because I was partying and turning up. Okay. I wasn't focused. Okay. I made a, I took a, you know how some people take the easy route? I made it hard for myself. We tend to do time. that sometimes in life. Yep. It's a good thing it happened earlier than later, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> I failed out there, but it didn't stop there, though. I failed out of Baptist, and then I um, moved to Atlanta for three months. Took $6,000, ran through it. Then I came back home and I prayed and asked God, just get me back in school or get me a good job. And I enrolled at TCAT, Tennessee College of Health Sciences on Alabama Street. Mm -hmm. And I finished in 2010 with my LPN. Look at you. I see you got back on track, though. Yes, ma'am. Wow. I had to do it for my son. Wait, you said you said I took six thousand dollars and moved to Atlanta. Yes, Wait a minute, let's back up. I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> what was the plan? Because when things don't work out in Memphis, what where's the first place people go? Atlanta. <laughs> exactly. But mm -hmm. I didn't have a car and everything in Atlanta. Back then it wasn't an Uber or a Lyft. So it was hard for me getting around. It was difficult. Mm -hmm. So it just didn't work out. You got your party on when you was in Atlanta? Um, I was actually applying for a lot of jobs. I slept on my friend's couch. Okay. 
And um, I was really trying to make it work, but it just, it wasn't a place for me. Yeah. And you saw that very fast. Very fast. It only took three months. Wow. Girl. Hey. I know, right? We got to go through it. We got to go through you it. You don't have a testimony without a test. Hello. Hello. <laughs> okay, Christina. So. I was going to say, when did you go to UT Check? Because I went there. I graduated in 2001. Oh, okay, yeah. I was 2005. You yeah. both went to UT Chat? Yeah. I went there just to get away. Like, I was like, where's the farthest I can go and still have my Tennessee Lottery Scholarship? Oh, wow. So I went to Chattanooga, and they had a computer science program that was really good. Mm-hmm. So it was either there or TSU. So I went to UT Chat because mm-hmm. everybody else was either going to UT mm-hmm. Knoxville mm-hmm. or TSU. So mm-hmm. I was like, let me go somewhere else mm-hmm. and meet some new people. So I went to UT Chat and I stayed there for two years, left and came back home when my mom got sick. Okay. And I finished at UT University of Memphis. Wow. But I met a lot of great people at UT Chat. It was actually a pretty good experience. I did. That's how <laughs> yeah. I ended up in Whitehaven because a lot, a lot of, of them are from, from Whitehaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that Chet. until I went to Chat mm-hmm. and I was just like, there's still a lot of people from Memphis here, so I didn't really go that far. I have a lot of guests that went to UT Chat. Yeah, a lot you know, of it's very familiar listening to yeah. you guys say that. So I guess we all had the same thought, like try to go as far yeah. as we can. Well, yeah. they gave me the most scholarship money. I'm not that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, you smart young ladies, got all this scholarship money, and did went you through it? Did you ladies know when you were in college, I'm gonna start me a business? Did you know it then that you had an inkling of starting a business? Well, I knew that I I, I never wanted to work for someone my whole life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was going to do specifically, but I knew I wanted to work for myself. Same. I yeah. knew that I wanted entrepreneurship wasn't a degree yet. Yeah. Um. So I knew that I wanted to be in marketing or something um, around people, and I knew I wanted to work for myself. It just seemed more free. Yeah. So, and I hated working for other people. Mm-hmm. And in, in the back of my head, it was always, they're making 90% and I'm making maybe 10%. Mm-hmm. So I just yeah. wanted, I wanted more. <laughs> so even, even with that thought back in college or before you graduated, I, you know, a lot of us, although we don't want to, we have to work for the man oh, initially. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me about your experiences working for someone else. Some were great. Some weren't. Mm-hmm. Some were learning experiences Mm because I got to work for some small business owners. Mm -hmm. So I learned a lot from them on what to do, what not to do, what worked, what Mm -hmm. you just, you know, that's a waste of time. Mm -hmm. Um, I did get to work at an entrepreneurship firm downtown. Okay. um, And it's not around anymore. And I think they just sold the building, Emerge Memphis downtown. Yeah. That was for startups. So that we had a startup in there that was for uh, minority women. Yeah basically minority women who were starting a like a startup company mm-hmm. so I was like the intern you know they mm-hmm. got to work there and I got to talk to the lawyers and mm-hmm. the grant writers and all that stuff so I, I learned a lot there and that's when it was like okay this is mm-hmm. even if it's not right now because I'm mm-hmm. only like 20 yeah. you know sooner or later this, yeah, it was in. a great, great environment. environment great environment yeah and I like I saw the lady one time she came on a tour and I was like do you remember <laughs> me and she's like oh, but yeah i was like thank you for that experience because mm-hmm. that helped me i like when i even started working on my own business i pulled the papers out from mm-hmm. like eight years ago you know and just was like let me look through this and see mm-hmm. if i'm doing right with yeah. the basics because yeah. like i said we didn't have it in college mm-hmm. so 
Yeah. You don't have it in college. Mm-hmm. And being a first-time entrepreneur, like, it's nobody to ask, like, questions. Oh, yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of trial and error. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that kind of makes me think, like, uh, you said you worked for a small business owner. I can't say that I've ever worked for a small, like, worked up under a small business owner. But it wasn't until I kind of got out of corporate America into the sales world where, things made more sense to me at an entrepreneur level. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you work for yourself and got to get out there and grind and go get mm-hmm. your money. Exactly. Commission. Yes. yes. <laughs> that commission changed my life. Yes. <laughs> so that grind was something serious. Okay, let's start with Christina. Um, let's talk about city tasting tours. How did this idea even begin in your mind? And tell me what a city tasting tour is. Well, it came to my mind because I've taken food tours in other places. Other cities? Yeah, in other cities. So, you know, when you get past the partying stage and you go to Miami, now it's, I want to eat. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to know where the good food is. Mm -hmm. So I just, I was a Yelper, as they would say back then. So I, like, just looked up some stuff and I found a Miami food tour. So I was the only one of my friends that wanted to do it. None of them wanted to do it with me because they weren't. <laughs> I'm a sh- real foodie. So I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going on the tour, even if I have to go by myself. Mm-hmm. So I took the tour, loved it. And I was just like, Memphis needs something like this. Like, we have so much good food. People don't know. Mm-hmm. We are way more than barbecue. And, you know, so I go home, tell my mom, tell everybody about it. And my mom was just like, well, maybe you need to do it. And I was like, oh, no, I, I think I like my benefits mm-hmm. <laughs> at the bank. It's mm-hmm. nice. And I, but it stayed in my head. It it would come up all the time, just randomly. Like, oh, I need to go ahead and try and do that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, sooner or later, I started working towards that. But mm-hmm. that's pretty much how I got the idea. And then I realized Food tours are all around the world, mm-hmm. and for some reason, Memphis didn't have one. So you did your research, and Memphis had not a one. We had one, and it okay. was it's now owned by somebody else. They actually just sold it to somebody else. But um, mm-hmm. Tasting Around Town, they do barbecue tours, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to them. I reached out to other tour guides in other cities. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a conference before I was even doing them just to learn more. Mm-hmm. And um, I got a lot of great advice. And apparently it it wasn't as hard as, like, opening a restaurant mm-hmm. or, you know, something like that. But it was, it was easier since I did have people reach out, like, actually respond to me saying, hey, I'm trying to do something new in the city. Mm-hmm. You know, what's some advice or what happened when you tried to do it in Miami or in Savannah or, mm-hmm. you know. So that helped, and then I started it. So a food tasting tour mm-hmm. is uh, basically when you sign up online and <laughs> you go on a food tasting tour, and it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's You visit restaurants and you eat different dishes at each restaurant. Mm-hmm. But in that, it's more than food because I love this city, so I want to brag about it as much as I can in those two hours. So... Mm-hmm. I tell them about the history of the city when we're walking downtown. I tell them about the future of Memphis. I tell them the present of Memphis. Um, we get to meet the chefs. They get to talk about the recipes. Mm-hmm. Like I've had chefs hand them the recipe to something wow. that the person was eating, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, 
it's about the experience. It's about more than you just going in, eating your food, and then leaving. Mm-hmm. You get to actually have an experience in a memorable moment. And mm-hmm. then you go home and tell everybody about it. What year did you begin? 2016 during Memphis in May. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Were you busy like that yes. first one you booked? Yeah, Choose 901 posted about it. And I ended up selling out in, for three months straight. I was only doing them on Saturdays at the time just to see if this was a thing. And apparently it was. It was a thing. And I was, yeah, I was sold out for three months straight. Wow. From that one post. Because it definitely wasn't my post that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And it just opened the whole audience up. And I was doing all kinds of, I guess they could call it old school marketing now on like, when the people came on the tour, I was like, if you check in right now, I'll buy you a beer. You know, <laughs> just like anything to get the get yeah. the word out there that this was going on. But mm-hmm. it worked and it helped get the word out there. But, yeah, yeah, it's been a fun, like, you know. Now, do you have, like, set restaurants you take people to or do yeah. they vary? Yeah. I When I first started, I only had, I barely had the five restaurants when I first started because they posted about it and I was excited, but I wasn't like really ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I reached back out to them. and was like, Hey, uh, you know that thing I talked to you about the food tours? It's happening. Have people coming <laughs> on them. So are you ready? <laughs> right. So I had five restaurants when I first started, three of them were barbecue because they were the first people to respond. So I was like, okay, we'll, we'll try this out. That didn't last long. Mm-hmm. Um, because most people in Memphis don't want to eat barbecue. I have mostly locals on the tour, and they're like, we've had the barbecue girl. Like, we want to try something new. Right. So that had to change. But, yeah, I have, like, 15 now. Wow. So, so the you more, have- you know, the more you get one person to sign up, and then once you get that one credible person to say, hey, you need to do these tours with Christina because she's, like, bringing foot traffic in the door, and mm-hmm. you need to sign up. After that, it was easy peasy, boy. Like to get the the, restaurants on board. Oh yeah, I like I got Chef Mike at Rizzo's to do it. Mm -hmm. Once he he asked like three other people, you know, Mm -hmm. hey, are you doing the tours? Like you should. That's then they're calling me like, and I'm like, I called you two months ago and you Mm -hmm. ignored me. (laughs) See how see how God works. Yeah, but my homie he helped me out. (laughs) Wow. So like, are people like you said they they're gonna on a tour they're gonna go to five restaurants. Well, they go to four now. They're going to go to four. So everything, you know, trial and error, you Mm -hmm. figure Figure it it out out. as you go. Five restaurants is way too much. Mm -hmm. I hate food waste. There's too many people out here. That's what I was going to ask. Are they eating a full portion meal? So they get tastings, but this is the South. I can't. There's. I could tell them a tasting and they're still going to bring out, you know, they want you to eat. Yeah. And just, you know, they want you to eat. So they're bringing out all this food. I'm like, hey, Mm -hmm. you don't need to eat that much. It's a tasting. Mm -hmm. So... It was a lot of food being wasted. And then by the time we got to the last stop, sometimes they weren't hungry. So then this restaurant, wow. you know, they don't get to experience that one. And that's a lose situation. So yeah. I brought it down to four, sent a huge email out, like letting everybody know, like stuff is about to change. Yeah. And this is why everybody was very understanding of it. And they understood like, yeah, because we're eating too much anyway. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're wasting food. So yeah, but it is trial it's and error. It's worked out better this way. Yeah. Out. Are you like a one-woman show? Yeah. What? <laughs> how do you keep up with these people on your tour? Like, how many is in your parties? Oh, no, that's easy unless it's 30 people. If it's uh-huh. just 12 people, that's easy. It's upwards of 30 people, though? Mm-hmm. 
But mm-hmm. it's mostly 12 and under. My everyday tour is 12 and under. So okay. that's really easy to handle. I can have conversations with everybody. I can mm-hmm. engage with everybody. After the second stop, really, they're not even listening to me anymore. They're having mm-hmm. conversations, <laughs> you know, within themselves and, mm-hmm. like, meeting each other. And mm-hmm. by the end, it's like a we're all one big, fr- you know, happy little family eating. Wow. So do you get most of your, like, customers from people from memphis or tourists no or do you get a mixture it's, uh, of both it's like 80 percent local okay yeah okay. I, I want more tourists so i'm having to switch that up now mm-hmm. so now i'm doing like a southern food tasting tour so okay. i can get the tourists but i i like the locals the restaurants of course love the locals because they'll come back yeah <laughs> so yeah but in order for to keep it interesting i'm gonna have to switch it up some Okay, okay, city tasting tour. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Miss Clavisa Henderson, you know, everybody wants to be, you know, on board with health these days. And Absolutely, it's a billion dollar industry. A billion, okay. So, you know, I've been. But that's not why I got started. That's not why you got started. Mm-hmm. Tell me why you got started with Electrolife Juice Bar, Inc. Well, um. Like a lot of families in Memphis and surrounding areas, they um, heart disease, cancer, hypertension, diabetes, kidney failure, everything plagues our family. Mm-hmm. So why is that we don't have something healthy we can go to on the corners? Why do we have a fried food franchise, multiple ones, on every corner mm-hmm. in our neighborhood? specifically our urban areas. So I just wanted to do something about it. My dad in 2009 was diagnosed with congestive heart failure. Mm. He was even placed on hospice. And Mm. just by changing his diet, he was discharged from hospice. Wow. So we started juicing. Um, We fell in love with it, and we just thought we should bring it to the community. So when you first started juicing, tell me about that. Did you, like, do your research online? What year was I, this when you did it, started I, juicing? I started juicing, this is 19. I started juicing in 12. Okay. And so you I was like, a nurse. Okay, yeah. So um, me and some nurses was talking about it, and I was the one to go out and buy it. I bought a juicer. I ended up breaking it. I how did you buy, break the juicer? Because I didn't know how to operate it. Okay. <laughs> just put too big of a chunk in it. I broke it. I bought another one. Um, I finally figured it out. Tried some recipes. Started off with horrible recipes. Like what? Um, I don't know. Well, you really can't mess up juicing, but to try to offer it to the public, like when my family was tasting it, like it took us like maybe three months to perfect what we have on the menu now. Mm-hmm. So was it was like good, maybe one just, thing that was throwing it off? Well, lemon is very potent and powerful. Yeah. And ginger is very potent. And, and powerful. I always hear about ginger being in the juices, or ginger is good to take. It's great for you, especially for digestion. Okay. But um, and kale is very potent and powerful too. Mm-hmm. So if you put too too much of any of those three ingredients in anything, it'll hurt. It. Mm. But we perfected it, and I hate I didn't bring you any good vibrations. But that's how I'm gonna come selling. get me some though. <laughs> I'm gonna come get me some good vibrations. Now, when you started your business, how was it introducing, I guess, a business like Electrolife Juice Bar to a city like Memphis? Was it well-received? 
Oh, yes, ma'am. It was very uh, welcome by the community. They welcomed us with open arms. It was like a breath of fresh air. It was like people was wanting it. Like everybody mm-hmm. was complaining about it, but nobody was doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. So they they welcomed us with open arms. Yes, ma'am. Well, that's good because I know you said that's not why you started it, but, I mean, we, we do need and have a more of these type of um, restaurants and options now for healthy eating. But not in, like, your South Memphis or your Orange Mounds or your no. Frasers. No. Not so in those areas. Are you looking to expand your business in all of these areas, in the more of the urban areas? Those are the only areas I want to be in. Okay. That's what God told me. Okay. Feed your people. Yes. So right now you're in what area? We're in Whitehaven. Okay. And we're waiting. Uh, You're the first one to know this exclusive. Oh, we got the exclusive. (laughs) We're we're waiting to get the lease back for our second location. And that's going to be in South Memphis. Yes. You're going home, girl. That is awesome. So if I was to walk into your Whitehaven Electrolyte Juice Bar, what would you recommend? Me to try. I would recommend you trying the good vibrations. It What's has in it? Kale, spinach, cucumbers, apples, and pineapple. That sounds good. It gives you five servings of fruits and vegetables, and you know your daily services recommended that you have eight servings. But who likes peels of cucumber and eat it? Peels of apple, right? Like it just takes too much. It's the great thing about juicing it lets you have multiple servings, but in one one sitting. And will it fill me up? It's very filling. Okay. You can use it as a meal replacement. Okay. Could I juice all day? Yes, ma'am. And if you juice all day, you can lose a pound a day. What? And we sell them in gallons as well. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. Wait a minute. I got to try this. I got to try this. Now, what is your favorite juice? My favorite is rhythm and beat. I don't like the beat beat. I know it might sound crazy to you. My grandma used to make them beats. She made it taste good, but I ain't made none I since I've been growing. Drink beets. Drink awesome. beets. Yes, ma'am. And it turns your urine and your stool red. So don't freak out by it if you experience it. It just makes sure that it's going through your system properly. It's good for you or it tastes good or it's both? It's good for your blood and it's good for arthritis. Yes, mm. ma'am. It's good for you and it tastes good. Everything on our menu is excellent. Mm. tried and true you know it's difficult to please Memphians mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not saying that in a bad way we're just difficult crowd yeah that's why I was wondering how was your business but, but received they, but they love it good good once they get over the fear of trying it once they read the ingredients once they actually taste it they love it wow do you have like like regular customers that come I know every my customers by night. <laughs> yes ma'am cause they juicing yes ma'am juicing and then we have Salmon salads, we have salmon wraps. Everybody love our chicken Ooh, that's salads, chicken wraps. And if you don't eat meat, we have veggie salads and oh, veggie so wraps. So now you hear this for that. And then we also have a <laughs> flu shot. It's orange, ginger, mm. lemon, and cayenne pepper. It's a good. shot, like I'm drinking it's a shot. It's a two-ounce shot, yes, uh, You were up here. I thought you were trying to no need a shot. Okay. <laughs> no need. It's all natural. Mm-hmm. And it's good for um, asthma, allergies, sore throat. If you're mm-hmm. feeling a little bug, buggish, just get you over a bug. And mm-hmm. I also have a wheat grass shot, and it's good for energy. It's an effective healer as well. Mm. Oh, that sounds good. And then I, I have mm. organic smoothies as well. Mm. Are you going to be a part of the Black Restaurant Week? Not this year, no, ma'am. No. Okay. We have it at a Whitehaven restaurant. 
week that I was a part of. When was that? Because I tried to go to like every place while I was. When we was this? Yeah. Um. A month ago. Yeah. I think I saw Superman post something about that on his page. The we DJ. Had a week for Whitehaven. Okay. But I'm so not that's a, a yearly. Of, um, Cynthia Daniels. Shout out to her though. But okay. I'm not a part of hers. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe in the future, you know, or you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I would definitely do it again. Okay. Okay, okay. I was happy about that. Okay, let me ask you ladies something. Um, Being female entrepreneurs, um, what would you say your main support initially came from when you first started your business? Mine came from my fiancé. Yeah. Okay. He had um, exclusive bar and grill in East Memphis, and he had just opened up like 10 months prior to me opening the juice bar. Okay. And um, everything that I was experiencing, he had just experienced. Oh, well, that's a good thing. That was a blessing. Yeah. And we were neighbors at the time. We weren't even dating. We were just Wow. So he kind of gave you the blueprint. He gave me the blueprint. And that's where something, like most of your your support came from. Absolutely. All of it. Because my dad, he's a great man. He know how to do anything you ask him. But like I said, he's, he's suffering from congestive heart failure. He has 20 years of restaurant experience. I have a cousin that owns a church's chicken. How ironic, huh? Mm-hmm. And um, my dad's it been is. managing it for 20 years. So okay. he had a lot of restaurant, like, profit and losses and how to set up everything. He helped me on that side. But actual, like, manual labor and ideas, it was all my fiancé. Wow, Shout out awesome. to Eric Bland. Shout out, fiancé in the building. <laughs> Now, where did where did some of your support come from, Christina? Um, definitely friends and family. Okay, I, you had friends and family that supported. Yeah, um, my dad he is a entrepreneur, okay. so anytime I was like, I don't know about this, mm-hmm. he was like, stick it out, stick it out, just That's stick good. it out. You'll you'll see the light very very soon. Just mm-hmm. stick it out. Uh, my mom was just as supportive. Mm-hmm. She has different motives. She just wants to retire soon. But yeah, come on, baby, like, get yeah. that money. She was like, what you need? You need something printed out? I got you. You need me to help you with your website? I got you. She yeah. helped with everything, like That's graphics, T-shirts, whatever mm-hmm. it was I needed. She, mm-hmm. she, and she still does. She, mm-hmm. I had, I didn't even have capital. She just like here, you can use my MX and like, wow. just yeah, that is a blessing. Yeah, and she. She tells it to everybody. She has like five friends on Facebook, mm-hmm. but she shares everything. And mm-hmm. yeah, she's she's a big supporter. A mama and a, a daddy mama. on Facebook is something serious. It's so funny. <laughs> they lethal. It's, yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> and then my friends, I had a lot of like graphic designer friends uh-huh. and like creative, you know. So they they told me the truth too, which was very helpful. Like Christina, mm-hmm. your website is whack, and we need you to like fix this because. It's not user friendly. Did like you take offense those... to it? And no. then she was like, "Oh, well, help me create it." Oh, no, yeah, <laughs> no. I needed to hear it because you can. Okay. You only see what you see. You know, mm-hmm. I needed to see it. I needed to hear it. And I, I wanted it. I wanted to hear the constructive criticism. Right. So, yeah, I wouldn't if I didn't want to hear it. I wouldn't have asked. Them, you okay. know, but I asked everybody. Okay. And they all told me. So it helped. Well, ladies, I'm glad that your businesses are thriving because you know we're in a city such as mm-hmm. Memphis with damn near 70% African-Americans. And when you talk <clears> about <throat> uh, minority businesses being utilized by, you know, the city of Memphis, it's only like 
about 1% yeah. maybe. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, you know, they're doing different efforts to increase this number and things of that nature. So what have been some of your, your challenges that you've had in business so far? Well, we only been open a year. We started January 18th, 2018, and I've been burglarized four times. Four times in the Haven. Four times in the Haven. I don't know. It's because I didn't graduate from White Haven or what, you know? <laughs> That's but... probably why. <laughs> South Memphis. That's probably why, honey. I don't know what they think we have in the walls. Like, How are they getting in? What is <laughs> going on? Um, initially, they, they were getting in through the front door. But we got smart and got tamper-proof glass. And the last time, they pried the door open. They were out there for an hour. Shout out to MPD. They were out there for what? an hour prying at the door. We saw them initially walk up on the camera at like 7.02, and the alarm didn't go off until like 8.05. Alarm company. What happened to them senses? What is going on? So y'all just looking at this man for an hour play with the dog. Well, we wasn't looking at him. This after we ran the cameras back. Oh, we my saw God. That he was out there for an hour. But for an hour. hour. And got two laptops. Can I just point out that you are on a main street, by the way? Absolutely. But you know, the night shift, they only have 12 officers patrolling between Reigns and Brooks. Wow. It's a shortage. So when was the last time you were robbed? The day after we turned a year, January 19th, 2019. Mm, mm, mm. Well... Those have been the difficulties I've been faced with. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's your biggest challenge. What about your and biggest Memphis challenge? Is out of shortage for cops, too. So it's like, yeah. You know what? And are they really doing their job in the city of Whitehaven? They say that they are. Mm. And the mayor proposed to um, fix the infrastructure and the lighting. But I don't know like, how long that's going to take and if it's actually going to fall through. Mm, come through, Maya. Now, what are some of the challenges that you faced? Um, mostly just getting people to know. She ain't you. got no challenges. <laughs> her mama gave her her Amex card. <laughs> she still weak. We still got challenges. on nothing. No, I'm just playing. Yeah, she got some <laughs> going on. No, I had to pay her back. <laughs> pay her back. <laughs> That's worse than Sally Mae too. You know. <laughs> Mama got interest, too. Mama got interest, too, I'm sure. Ooh. Oh, man. But uh, mostly just getting the word out there, mm-hmm. you know, that this exists. Nobody, people still don't know what a food tour is, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why, I, you know, I'm steady grinding because it is yeah. a new concept. And also just getting Memphis tourism behind it because... Yeah, you would think y'all would partner. Things that you would think make sense. No. Because. Did you approach them? Oh, yeah. And so how did that conversation go? I mean, you have to. You have to pay. <laughs> so it was, oh, okay. Yeah, okay, okay. you have to pay to be a part of it. So I was like, what's the, you know, the first things you do, mm-hmm. you join the chamber or whatever, right. you know. So that was like one of the first things I did. So just getting them to, like, understand the new concept and, you know, take the tour. And, like, when people come in town, talk about it. Mm-hmm. The first two years took a while because I was the new kid on the block. You know, I'm the newest out of people who've been doing this for 20 years. You know, there's history tours and stuff like that around Memphis that have been going on for 20 years. Then you have the Civil Rights Museum, Mm -hmm. Sun Studios, Graceland. Can't compete with that. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to try to. 
Right. You know, but that's what people are used to telling people to go do. Right. But you the got stuff your own been here life. For, yeah. So I was like, y'all got to make some room for little old me because I'm right. coming whether you want me to or not. Right. Um, I would shake the hand with the president of Memphis Tourism. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You know, hey, mm-hmm. how you doing? I'm Christina. Have this new tour. You know, you should <laughs> check it out. <laughs> right. And, you know. After a while, I think he just got tired of it or something because he was like, y'all go take this girl to her because now, yeah, now, now it's a little easier. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they'll talk about it and just do the stuff that you think they're supposed to do, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, Memphis is the 200 years. Right, this big bicentennial. Yeah, bicentennial. So it's a huge campaign going on with Memphis. And it is. I just had to make sure that I was going to be a part of it. So you are part of this big bicentennial. That's great, girl. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't just me. It was, you know, me reaching out to all the other food, like Mm -hmm. not food tours, but the other tour guys that were new. There's like a rockabilly tour, you know, Mm -hmm. where people, they only focus on the Elvis stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. And then I'm the only like hidden gem type of food tour or tour period. Everybody else is doing the tourist traps. Mm -hmm. But I'm the only one that's doing the off the beaten path stuff. So, mm. you know, I would reach out to them and just say, hey, you know, if we did all of this together, all of us will get in the, you know, catalog and all of us will get in the articles that are all around the nation right now. So, right. Because yeah, we are making number one for yes, a lot of different things. Yes. And I'm like, if I scroll through one more and I don't see City Taste and Tours okay. on here, uh-huh. I'm going to have to send an email to somebody. So I've been very vocal, mm-hmm. just very vocal because. At first, I was just assuming that it would happen. Mm-hmm. You can't assume. You can't just work gotta, and persistent. Yes, ma'am. You can't assume yes. anything. Stay real consistent. <laughs> Very. Yeah. Wow. So. so what are you ladies looking forward to for your businesses? I would say short term and long term. Um, Just growth. Growth in a healthier city. I want to see some diabetes numbers drop. I want to see some blood pressure numbers drop. I want to see people making healthier decisions about what they consume, not only eat and drink. Um, Business-wise, I want to have multiple locations. You know the song in the club, North Memphis, South Memphis, Orange Mountain. I want to have a location in each one of those. Okay. And then I want a franchise. Okay. Same. (laughs) I just, I want to grow into other cities mm-hmm. and that's kind of why that name is going to stay city tasting tours because yeah. then i can take it to whatever city i want to yeah so you know what grow. when i was searching city tasting tours on instagram <laughs> look yeah yep. and i was like oh, it's not memphis in there it's not memphis when i was trying to tag you on something i said no memphis is not in there and then i thought to myself that's a good idea if she wanted to expand yeah. in my mind i was thinking that though. yeah a lot of people don't even realize that it's me mm-hmm. like They'll take the tour, and then I had to start introducing myself, like, hey, I'm Christina, the owner, because they would, you know, I'd do the tour, and they'd be like, so who Did started you work for the, somebody? Yeah, they always thought that I was mm-hmm. just the tour guy, and I was like, y'all, it's me. Like, I'm the owner of the tours. Mm-hmm. What? We're on the tour with the owner? Like, yes. Yes, it's, it's black me. girl. It's me. <laughs> it's me, y'all. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I I just I, I want to grow and I want people to realize how important it is to eat local. I think it's super important for the city, mm-hmm. um, for small business owners. Mm-hmm. You know, 
if wow. I could, if I could bring people to her, I would, you know. But we're walking, so but let me get a bus. That's what I was about to say. So <laughs> let me why get a bus? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> I totally would. If I yeah, That's, I can see a bus coming down would, the pipeline. Yeah, I would do a bus, but I, I would probably have to change some of the food that we're eating because I can still do certain things like shrimp and grits or something like that because mm-hmm. we're walking. Mm-hmm. But I can't put a lot of heavy food. And then we're just getting on a bus, mm-hmm. you know. It'll be it'll be too heavy, but right. It's you know it's always changing, so I'm always mm-hmm. down. So okay. <laughs> well, ladies, I wish you to the best of luck in both businesses. Um, I've enjoyed hearing your stories, but we fit to talk about a few current events. If that's okay, which <laughs> okay, <I'll give> <laughs> let me make sure you ladies are ready to talk about some of this. Um, I'm sure you all have heard about the Justice Smollett situation. Oh, what is that though? Do you right? Like, where are we today with it? Right? I'm trying to find the motive. So, of it all. right, either way, let's just do a, a, a real quick <laughs> recap. Um, so initially, what Justice Smollett they said that. Uh, Somebody robbed him, right? He said somebody robbed him, called the police, boom, boom. Fast forward a week, maybe, the Chicago PD was like, uh, something don't seem right. Uh, he knew the two guys that robbed him. Mm-hmm. Um, then it came out, they were saying the two guys were his trainer, his trainer and <laughs> a, he, he another actor or something. He knew them, right? So they're saying that Jesse Smollett, you know, concocted this whole story to really kind of bait people into the idea of this whole MAGA situation uh, for Trump. Um, but why? Yeah. Why? Any, any right. Help in that department. Right. <laughs> so, uh, it's yeah. all I like, who do we believe? believe? I don't believe it. I'm holding yeah. out. The jury's still you out hold, of my end. Okay. I'm holding out until yeah. all of the facts are presented. Yeah, I don't want to make a premature answer, and yeah. I don't want to judge him because it's not my place to judge. So, because he's still denying it, he's like, "No, this I happened to me." I can't believe him doing it yeah. though. It's like, what I is he gaining? Him doing very it to bizarre. Himself. It's too seems, bizarre. Yeah. yeah, it seems very bizarre, and the only way that I can see it not. It, the only way I can see it being staged is if yes, like he needs mental help. That's the only way that I see that's this what somebody sense. said. Uh, but maybe he's bipolar. Other, yeah, but other than that, I don't. People are y'all. Know. People are saying all kind of crazy stuff. Somebody told me yesterday that Jesse is related to Kamala Harris, who's running for president. Oh, that's too much. They said that she is she his aunt. They, that's what they saying. Oh, that's something that's much. out there. That's so but like, like Kamala, why would you have that trace theory. back to you too? Come on now, you too yeah. smart for that too. That's that's deep. That's too deep. That's, that's too conspiracy deep. theory. Too deep. Like this Illuminati man are related and all that. This kind of is stuff. too much going on. That's what I told myself. Let me give it a little more time Absolutely. too, yeah. because it seems like week, every week changed. it's something else. Like they kind of been quiet now, though, right? And I think yeah. so. And it seems like every time the media say something, that's what everybody else goes with. Yeah. yeah. I don't it's trust the most bandwagon. Yeah. No offense. When, I'm not offended. <laughs> but you know what? When um, 
the when the when they said that Chicago PD, remember when they came and did the big press conference, they said that well Chicago PD ain't shit either. Like you know, look at their track record. Now you kind of got to second guess what they're putting out there. Absolutely. And so all the Justy Smiley stuff came out, and then everybody's like, well, why are Kelly not getting arrested? And then boom, R. Kelly get arrested. Y'all saw yes, that, but he out. He, he out now. In bail for like a week, right? But they said one of his boo boo kitties got him out. Mm-hmm. And they said the lady owned a daycare. <gasps> the lady who got him out is an owner of a daycare. But it's like the irony of it all, right? <laughs> Look That's at Christina. Really scary, I'm thinking, I know she's, she's around children, and then and I'm it, sure he can't. My kid would be out the next. Like, oh, you're not going there anymore. Do y'all think R. Kelly should be locked up? Okay. This is <laughs> Can we not quote? <laughs> Come on, let's just get it out. Well, what are your real feelings? You gotta separate so. the musician Artist, yeah. from the yes. person. Him okay. as a person. I think he made some great music. Mm-hmm. Probably made my son off of him. I know I made one of mine off of him. <laughs> but everything that's coming out Mm-mm. about him as a person mm, is disgusting. It's yes. very disgusting. Yeah. 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 But I wasn't there, and people lie. People do a lot for money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People have lied under oath. Yep. People mm-hmm. just do crazy things. I was just talking and about that. I'm like, just not sure. I wasn't there. I'm just not sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you can really the do money is, run like, out? look at his videos. Like, mm-hmm. at the most, we definitely can guarantee that he's a perv. He's like, definitely. We a perv. can definitely guarantee Super he is a perv. Yeah. Like, I've definitely seen videos. Like, of course, now all these videos are coming out, and there was one of him. <laughs> coming on stage and he's doing his normal like do you want to go home with me tonight i saw i know what and you're then talking he's like, about but you gotta be 18 yeah yeah 18 oh then i'm like if you weren't worried about her being 18 or older, mm-hmm. why do you have to say mm-hmm. you know like what what happened to where you have to make sure that this girl is 18 or old well right. the video type from years ago that he alleged was his brother that's why he had to say it because <laughs> she was underage was she not but you know what the sad thing story. about it all is is it happened to him when he was young he was sexually abused oh, yeah. when he was young yeah. and so it's just a vicious cycle and yeah, that's the tragedy yeah. of it all like i've always loved r kelly music and when i saw that documentary i was like damn r. i kelly. didn't even watch it. No, i, didn't I watch did because i wanted to know and my theory. husband was like don't look at that exactly. he loved r kelly baby mm-hmm. like don't look at that turtle channel i didn't even watch it i saw I the didn't. instagram like clips of it. i was mm-hmm. like this is way too it was much deep. it was too much for me i was like Okay, if he but, has done an inkling of this, he has to go. But was <laughs> what was even more sick is how the parents let their girls go with this man. That's what I don't understand. How do you it was like they were pimping their kids. Exactly. That's why I said a lot of people do things for money. And then when the money runs out, yep. you come out with all these stories and videos. Yep. Like Now you want to talk about why it. Why you didn't do that 10 years yep. ago? Because mm. you were getting X amount of dollars or something. Well, if it was wow. okay then, then it's okay now. Mm. We're going to see how uh, these eight counts, eight to ten counts he has, how it's going to go against him. But did you guys see the Cohen, the Michael Cohen trial? Uh, I can't. Trump's former lawyer. <laughs> I didn't see That was trial, on trial. I've been following it a lot. This the is, hearing. This, oh, you've been watching? This is so oh, my I God. I was at work glued to my Oh, y'all didn't but see. But did he answer any questions? It was like every was question. any questions about Trump is the question. There, they had this man there to talk about Donald Trump, and, and he bust him out. He said, "It looked like y'all just want to ask questions about me on things I've already been accused and tried for. I'm going to jail. I thought we were here to talk about Donald Trump." 
all them Republicans, they were, you could tell who was like Team Trump and who was against Trump mm. because it was just the Republicans went ham on the man. He like, okay, we already know that. I went to trial. I'm going to jail. Can you ask me something about Trump now? But, you know, he called him a racist. Uh, he gave examples of why he's saying he's a racist. Y'all, it was, and you know this man is intimately, was oh, intimately close to Trump For you. since yeah. 2007. Yes. So this man know him like a book. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. Yeah, this I got to no, go back and look at it. I have to new. see the trial. I did not see the trial. Okay, of all the things that we've heard about President Donald Trump, do you guys think he's going to make it to uh, the end of his presidency? Or do you all think maybe he's going to be our president for 2020? I think he's going to make it again, honestly. Mm-hmm. I do. If you In our world, it doesn't seem like it because mm-hmm. we only see what the media pushes to us. Right. But if you go on the other side of that track, and you see how them people still mm-hmm. taking up for him, mm-hmm. still saying it's it's the weirdest. It's almost like the R. Kelly situation. Mm-hmm. Them folks will bail him out. They bail Donald Trump out. They Girl. they are bailing him out of every single thing. Everything. They, they make an excuse for every single Everything. thing. Everything. Oh, that's not true. The 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 left side is just making that up. So da 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 da. And they gonna vote for him again, like girl. I want to throw I, up. I just, I, would, I don't know anymore. I'm just like y'all are brainwashed. I won't be surprised if he gets assassinated. Assassinated. I've no. heard that too. But I mean, I wouldn't be shocked by that. He's still here. But he's still here. But he's still. Oh, shall we wrong for saying that? Like I hope this. not. I don't want to be wrong, but hey, the and Simpsons then, uh, has never been wrong, and the Simpsons showed him in the oh really. <laughs> Oh, my God. But you know what? Like, you see, uh, everybody's like, well, who's going to run against him? And you see the people that are running in the Democratic Party. But all they doing is so many of them now, they splitting up the vote. Like, what are we doing, people? It's a setup, y'all. Absolutely. When I saw that Bernie, old Bernie... Oh, going Bernie back in the... And he's going independent, though. So that's going to split our Mm, vote up even more. Is Hillary going to put her hat back in the race? Are we sure? We're not sure, but she's getting <laughs> old, though. She I feel she's like she feels older. defeated, right? Like, Does she? Because every time I see Russia, them man. have a little press yeah. going on, I'm no, like, oh, they getting her. ready for something. Like, people still, y'all got to go and just go, go, go on on the other side one day. Just yeah. get real nosy and go look at what these folks, they still talking about Hillary and these emails. I got a best friend that hate Hillary. <laughs> Good. Do I'm you hear like me? That. I still don't know what emails my friend, y'all talking about. Look, my friend think Hillary was sacrificing little girls over there. Oh. I, that's what I'm, that's how deep it gets. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah, so. Yeah. But. Okay. Okay. Well, we touched on a few uh, current events. <laughs> <laughs> they all a hot mess. A hot mess. We have all something better to talk about. Look, we'll have some uh, better news to update each other on next Saturday at the brunch. Yeah. Because Ivy Multimedia brunch. is a sponsor, <laughs> and I'm so excited that I am a sponsor for the Heroin Legacy Brunch. And thank you, ladies, for coming. Christina McCarter and Quavisa Henderson. Ladies, do you have any shout-outs you want to do? Let people know how they can find you on social media. Well, Electrolife Juice Bar can be found at 4466 Elvis Presley Boulevard, Suite 164, Memphis, Tennessee, 38116. We can also be found on Instagram, E-L-E-C-T-R-O-L-Y-F-E Juice Bar, and Facebook. Electrolife Juice Bar.
City Tasting Tours can be found on Instagram, City Tasting Tours, Facebook, City Tasting Tours. And you can also book online at citytastingtours.com. Boom, boom. Thank you, ladies, for coming to the Verbally Effective Podcast. Thank you. Thank you.